escape to the metaverse. But act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Lizzo show, yeah. Uh, escape to the metaverse. Better act like you know, yeah. You are now tuned into the Matthew and Lizzo show, yeah. Ding, ding. Recording started. Thank you, Robot Lady. All right. Matthew, <laughs> welcome to the Matt and Rizzle Show. Uh, we got, we probably, how do we do this, like, new intro or whatever now that it's just us again? I don't even remember, like, really what we did in the past. Uh, we're just like, uh, hey, ready to go? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was just, like, a bunch of, like, GM GMs, like, what up, what up? <laughs> like, deep dive into it. Yeah. We've been like welcoming other people for so long that it just seems like I don't know someone someone should welcome someone or whatever. But uh, we fuck that. We're not welcoming anybody. We're not having any guests. It's just us. Um, so uh, we were just talking right before we got started, uh, just sort of you know lining up uh, anything in particular that was top of mind. And Matt had mentioned this tweet that he let out there that sort of popped off, uh, talking about the history being preserved on the blockchain. But like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to butcher the sentiment of the tweet, uh, but it's something that I vibe with and I feel like uh, plays into a lot of the stuff that I put out there as well and, and some strong feelings that I have. So, uh, so dude, why don't, why don't we lead with that, man? It's sort of like top of mind uh, for, for you. And uh, I think a lot of people out there in the space right now in, in the, you know, this law of the bear market. Yeah. Um, so it was like a Sunday tweet kind of woke up, was ready to take my daughter to the park, sitting, waiting for her to get installed in the child seat. And I was just thinking about history, thinking about the blockchain, you know, like common things that you do sitting in a car, I guess. (laughs) And, uh, just shot this one off. It's short and sweet. You can't erase history from the blockchain. And at the same time, the blockchain is silent on which history is actually valuable, which I thought was kind of interesting at the time. I wanted to add like a further kind of condition there, but I was like, fuck it, let, let's shoot it off and see what, what Twitter sphere thinks. And the reaction was pretty positive. Like it didn't blow up or anything tweet wise, but definitely instigated a bunch of DMS popping up for me. And then uh, Johan uh, from meme asking if there's like any projects that I know of that were, were tackling this issue. And I mean, the, the part of the tweet that I omitted that I wanted to include is sort of like how I replied to Johan. Um, the only real project that I can remember that's been attacking history on the blockchain consciously, at least in the very beginning, was Proof of Beauty, how they were, yeah. I guess, encouraging folks to go back across the different transactions that were were um, important or significant for some reason um, to go back and, and mint those, those block um IDs into generative art, right? That was the only one. But then outside of that, through like every individual who's collecting NFTs, for example, whether it be crypto art or PFPs or something like that, and the values that they're paying for for these digital artifacts, we're all sort of like in our own decentralized way, trying to document and assign value to these historical moments uh, and objects that live or have been like imprinted on the blockchain. Um, that's just sort of like where my mind was going 
thinking historically, especially in light of like on the artist side of things, there's been a couple notable projects that have really tried to capture, if not the specific history, uh, some of the early artists and participants in the space. Like I know Panther Cheetah um, with their crypto art kind of like triptych, like three panel work capturing like some of the amazing artists over the past like four or five years was one notable success. And then uh, Eleonora Brizzi and the NFT magazine, their project, Crypto Art Begins, not, not a historical look, more just like trying to capture early figures that were involved here, was another attempt to look at like collectors, artists, and document this process. And really like through their, their curation of the f- folks that they're featuring and just the act of imprinting and creating like books and selling NFTs that mark this occasion, really trying to hammer home this history. And I, I just think that those acts of consciously trying to record history or add more value onto what people are already collecting, I think it's just like a really interesting phenomenon. And you see it in certain areas and it's definitely missing in other areas. And that's just, you know, the jump off point for me, I guess. Yeah, you, I mean, you can throw art by MLO's uh, name in the ring as well, oh, as, as far as yeah. someone who's been like extremely like history conscious and everything. Um, yeah. Jesus, but, sorry, art by MLO. <laughs> but, uh, but, and shout out to the people that you mentioned as well, man. Uh, and Pro- Proof of Beauty was a, you know, sponsored our podcast for a while and uh, is, a, is a cool team doing interesting things, as well as the other people you mentioned. Um, so, dude, this is like something I've given like a lot of thought to as well, because uh, I feel like uh, in terms of what is what I would consider historical on the blockchain versus what is uh, either seen as historical or treated as historical uh, when you look at like the price of, you know, some of these things are like completely different things, right? Uh, and, and I think a lot of the people who are truly interested in the history of the blockchain uh, would agree uh, to a large extent as well that like, you know, the the needle shifting projects and things that have occurred sometimes get their moment in the spotlight, but a, a lot of times are sort of like uh, brushed under the radar. Um, but it's it's interesting, man. And and so I sort of come have come back to this uh, concept like a lot of times where like you you know I feel like at least in this current point in time, <clears throat> the one of the best use cases of the blockchain is literally just to defend ourselves <laughs> that we actually are a part of this history because I I do believe that we're at a point right now in like the the culture or whatever where we would have been swallowed up by now if we didn't have like actual history to lean on that we can point to. And I I think that like, you know, is is not only extremely valuable, uh, but has will continue to be the thing that pushes the actual history of the blockchain into relevancy because you really can't like co-opt it or like sweep it under the rug or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are out here, banging the drum for uh what they feel is the important history but uh i would really like to think on a long enough continuum the dust sort of settles and you, you know you people see the blockchain for what it is it, it's a you know it, the the history is right there uh but dude so so this i would love to hear your take man on all these people throwing food at all these like famous pieces of art uh because you know this got me thinking <laughs> about like you know how this art ended up in these places in the first place 
which is very different than how some of the quote unquote famous crypto art has ended up where it has ended up. Because, uh, you know, the so, and not taking anything away from any of these famous artists or the importance of their piece or like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but you know that the way that these pieces of art ended up in these like famous museums and everything are through like you know really fucking corrupt like curation processes that are like you you know backhanded and shady and like have been forever and and all of this uh and and so to a certain extent you know a lot of the famous artists that we associate with history over time have sort of been like artists that were chosen to be propped up by the establishment so to speak Uh, not even saying that that's inherently like a bad thing but you don't have this like backbone of the blockchain to be like when, when someone says like, you know, so-and-so is the first famous impressionist painting or whatever, like there, there's not, you know, you can Google search the it forever, but you know, there's probably a lot out there that's missing and there's probably a lot out there that no one will ever get credit for. And, and we've sort of got that on lock with this, you know, tech and, and the, you know, territory that we're in. Um, so, so anyway, man, that's sort of like a hodgepodge of like a lot of ideas, but, uh, interesting to, interested to hear your take on like sort of the in real life, like, uh, you know, what, what's going on with the art and, you know, how that plays into, history and and lack thereof uh preservation on the blockchain um well the thread that i like immediately pull on for especially more traditional artists and like historical artists of course like whoever is in museums they're the ones that are going to be in the history books right if you look at like very very specific histories of certain like artistic movements maybe then you're going to come across some like quote unquote, like lesser artists, like less familiar to common folks, but like for whatever reason, deeply important to the evolution of a particular style or movement. Right. Um, And then there's going to be a lot, a handful of even lesser artists that are, that did their thing back in the day that are probably in some like, like decent or great collectors homes or vaults or archives or whatever that just get omitted. Right. And like that omission in those history books, like there's no double clicking history book to find something. Maybe if you go to Wikipedia, maybe then if someone has like done the extra like legwork to add in these lesser, lesser artists, then maybe it opens up the possibility of discovering these folks versus like with the blockchain, how artists have been minting their work today. Like you can find the artist, you can see the block stamps, you can see and go back into these marketplaces and like through like using super rare as an example, their, their very fit first super rare contract. Like it's a finite number of mints that happened on that very first contract before they upgraded something a thousand or so works or maybe 3000, something like that. And that's it. Like you can track back each mint time and find the actual work there for every artist that, again, like some of those artists have fallen off, but are still really important. Like CryptoChromo, I don't know when the last time that they minted was, but they're one of the first, within the first group of folks to mint on that very first contract. And I think that ability to go back in time and find and see and admire all the artists that were minting in a specific snapshot of time is really powerful and it really does cement your place in history. And it doesn't just need to like lie on like, well, who's the oldest to mint and things like this. Like 
any artist that wants to make use of the the blockchain and mint their work using blockchain, this is something that they're doing for themselves, for their for posterity, for history, to be remembered. Um, again, they then half the conversation from that point is like, okay, well then it's all gravy almost for who actually gets the big like all the accolades and the like recognition and attribution and money. Of course, those are like things that are really sought after, but at the same time, you can be fairly confident that as long as like the Ethereum blockchains here, um, or like for artists that are doing their thing over on Tezos, like as long as the Tezos blockchain is doing its thing, like your art will forever be imprinted on the blockchain. Like you don't need to have that weird worry of being erased from history, which I think it's it's a major change from how we've lived and how we've how we've remembered our past. Yeah. I think like it starts to, and has already started to like sort of flatten out. I I wouldn't be surprised if we stop sort of seeing the record setting numbers after a while. And I think of like, you know, what happened with the music industry where, you know, for the longest time you just had these mega artists that were propped up by, you know, the, the industry uh, you know, I think of like Michael Jackson, like, you know, no, no one's selling out stadiums to the scale that like Michael Jackson was like back in the day, or or if they are, there's like few and far betweens, but you had like a few, like, you know, there was this like era of these like huge megastars that were like, you know, sort of the chosen ones, uh, you know, propped up by, by the industry or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, when music sort of became, uh, inherently decentralized by proxy of like it it just being unavoidable you know people just uploading it to spotify youtube like you know everywhere so much quicker than it could be you know sort of stamped out that you know music essentially became free more and more artists got more and more exposure because the curve was sort of flattened you got people sort of like migrating away from radio and and you know mtv which were like you know certain like main funnels of uh you know those main mega artists and everything and and so you had this like big flattening of the curve over time and uh and those are like you know you know when those mega things happen now they're more like anomalies than they uh were back then which when it was more like you know sort of the norm and i and i feel like we're sort of at that point with the art industry now where there really was no path towards flattening that curve uh until now that that you can uh you know sort of all artists can reach everybody um that's like a over simplification i mean obviously there are like country restrictions and like all this shit but like in terms of uh you know giving people a greater opportunity to sort of be exposed and get their voice heard and get their art out there and seen uh, it seems like the channels to be able to do that are far more spread out and available to people uh, mm-hmm. than they used to be. Uh, at least that's what it seems to me. Hmm. I mean, I, I sort of disagree with the earlier part that you're saying, like, there's not as many, like, quote unquote, like, bigger acts. I feel like... Yeah, maybe I'm old and out of the loop, man. Uh, yeah, counter my I point. Mean, so, like, my perspective, there's definitely a really long tail of of like on the music scene of musicians, artists doing their thing that may not have that huge recognition or popularity or the ability to like sell out stadiums. Right. But like, 
if you look at the the 0.001% of musicians, like they are slaying, they're getting hundreds of millions of views and listens on like YouTube as just one outlet, not to mention like Spotify. They're the ones that are like headlining these mega multi-day festivals that have like hundreds of thousands of people come there, right? Again, like multiple stages, it's a different situation, but then they're still able to go and sell out stadiums and big, 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 big venues and rake in the big bucks. Like Beyonce is like another like hyper exclude, like um, hyper rare exclude um, example these days. Right. And it just, the scale of the internet just makes things crazy when it comes to like the, the musicians at the top end of of the the curve right and i think you can see the same thing happening even in such an early formative period for like crypto and nft land like there's not that many people that are collectors and things like that right i think we're around like one percentage point or like maybe a little bit more but even with the folks that are that are here you can see just through like how crowds work and how the internet works when certain artists like x copy is the best example catches on like they catch on in a really like crazy fucking way where folks are just clamoring to get a piece of them and the way that like art has worked in this area that the focus more like even if they're they're prolific the focus on certain works being more or less rare some of these rare works and earlier works are just going to stupid prices with such a low adoption rate overall but like tying in what's happening or what happened with reddit where with the flick of a switch they're onboarding like a small nation state three million people just scooping up nfts or as they call it like digital collectibles like what's like what what does the future look like where in a very short period of time larger and larger platforms, projects, companies flick that switch in a way that the users vibe with and bring more folks into this space who then over time get the lay of the land and realize like, for example, like crypto are just one niche. There's going to be many more, obviously, but like the folks that do come into the art side of things that it does have that greater cultural historical legacy figures out that they want to scoop an X copy. Like what, what is, what does that extra demand do to this like small group of artists, for example, at the very high end, what does it do for um, the fat middle? What does it do for the long tail? Like there's definitely going to be price impacts, whether we're going to continue to see these crazy prices for the, the a small percentage of artists. I sort of feel that we will um, on the art side of things, which is to be, really differentiated from and othered from like pfps and like pure collectibles and things like that um yeah that's just that's my take though yeah man it's funny how like i feel like our conversations always like sort of come back to art even though like there are so many applications for nfts and and we uh ourselves dabble in a lot of those many different applications as well Um, uh, dude, I'd be interested to see the numbers, man. I'm I'm certainly not disagreeing with you. And I think that's sort of like the point of this, like, you know, all of us migrating to blockchain type stuff anyway. Like, forget how I feel, man. I could be totally fucking wrong. Like, let's let's run the numbers, check the blockchain, check the stats or or whatever, um, and let the let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but uh it it will be certainly fascinating, man, to see how it plays out over 
uh, a long enough continuum. And uh, with uh, with regards to what you're saying as well, the sort of cumulative exposure uh, over time of things, you know, people having access to all the things that have always been out there. The the Reddit Trojan horse situation is just like so fascinating and great, man. Like I I've like bitched about Reddit. I like I have sort of like a love hate relationship with Reddit. I think I mentioned it like last week or the week before. Like you know Reddit sort of onboarded me to crypto very very early on uh, mm-hmm. when it when you know Bitcoin tips were flying around uh, and it was a very very pro crypto community mm-hmm. uh, and I just found it to be fascinating. And then like. Uh, then Reddit got like bought and, and corporatized a little bit. And I still like, you know, pop in there periodically to, you know, check out what's going on or whatever, but they really swung in an, in a completely opposite direction. The, the pendulum in terms of being, uh, really, really anti NFT, which, which to me, I'm like, if you're, if you're pro crypto, you're pro NFT, if you're the, the things are like inherently the same at some fundamental level. Uh, and so, so the fact that like Reddit somehow Trojan horsed like 3 million people into being like NFT collectors that like probably largely hate NFTs, uh, is just like a very hilarious situation. Although my, from what I gather, they're like, you know, a lot of them are dumping theirs, uh, as would I, if I was a NFT hater and suddenly found myself, uh, sitting on a valuable one. Uh, but, but the whole, situation is fascinating and i was uh i read this thing briefly talking about how smart it was how smart reddit's you know essentially trojan horse move was because they did all the things that we've been talking about this whole time in terms of like they they gave people something they didn't even know what it was it didn't even matter if they knew what it was and and they liked it and they had it uh and then it was sort of it was almost like post reveal it was like haha it's an nft um, and then it was it was past the point where you know the the cat was out of the bag so to speak they were already in people's hands and like reasonably well received and everything so mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah we love we'd love to hear your thoughts on that man and and I've heard you know sort of a lot of the other platforms which I don't really have a presence on just haven't integrated as well or it's been sort of clunky like like Twitter's is weird you know like you know, that that kind of thing mm-hmm. no it's the the velocity of adoption that's what i look at more like i'm I'm not going to secondary to scoop any fucking reddit avatars um but the the ability just to flip a switch and bring in like a small nation state i think is fascinating especially when you think of like the internet as it was rolling out like in the mid 90s like 95 like the 0.4 of the world was on the internet and it took like 20 years and so many like people hours and just like building raw infrastructure, laying like undersea cables and all this fucking hard work to bring that figure to 50%. And when you think about like what, what it will take to get the first billion for NFTs and you see a project like Reddit, like on a small scale, bringing in 3 million, (laughs) like that's a small number for them and small number in the grand scheme of things. You think they stick around though? That's like, that's like, you know, part of me almost feels like it it sounds like a good number, but it's almost like, you know, churning out 3 million bot accounts to like inflate your numbers. It's like, it's better than that. But are all these people just dumping? I mean, I'm sure we retain some. No, the, the uniques it's like around two point, it's almost at 2.9 million unique. So a couple folks, a lot of folks have a couple at least. Right. But the the raw unique numbers like associated with like each of these accounts, it looks legit. And the way that they wrote it out was was very selective. It's not like everyone gets an avatar. I think it was limited to certain like subreddits 
and certain user types that are able to claim them for free. And then, then it opened it up to purchasing. And then when you're buying it, it's like, well, they're ball game since there's like the money involved, there's like lower probability of being civil attacked and having these fake ass accounts or whatever. Um, but like the other thread that I wanted to pull on though, like your positive experience with Reddit back in the day before it got like more corporatized or whatever, like I've always just hated Reddit because <laughs> like from, from cent days, and this goes back to like old crypto too, like the financial side of crypto going after like the established, like quote unquote, like famous crypto folks back in the day to onboard them to, to scent because that would have been the most logical place for them to come and like blog and use the crypto power tools and shit like that. It was an uphill battle, man. And I couldn't, I can't tell you how many times like these financial crypto folks jumped on to scent and were like, what are all these fucking artists doing? And even though the artists were like minting and doing their thing in NFT land, it was just the disdain and like the lack of respect for what they were doing. It's left such a fucking sour taste in my mouth from like Reddit, which embodies that sort of kind of um, thinking and just like air superiority versus what artists had been doing and have just like shat on everything that we've been doing up until this point until they got red pilled, which is just fucking hilarious. <laughs> but, so hilarious. And now like crypto Twitter is their exit liquidity, which is also like just the height of irony. But right. to your latter point, like you got to kind of step back and be like, all right, like past is past history is history. Some of these folks are cashing out. Now they have a lot of crypto to spend. And then where does it go? Like, the easiest place is back into the the ecosystem in some shape, way, or fashion, which is just making the roots deeper and wider and stronger in this this virtuous um, this virtuous cycle of just cross pollinating project to project to project based on the money that you're getting from these sales. Um, it's it's wild to see. Oh, dude, it's it's totally wild. It's wild to think like. Uh... <laughs> You know, back back in Scent, we were like a few of like a handful of people who even knew what NFTs were. And now Reddit just like, you know, onboarded three million people or whatever into NFTs, you know, a few years later. And here we are talking uh, about all, all of them in addition to the 30 people we were talking about before. Uh, the the whole, uh, you know, timeline is pretty nuts. Um, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I feel like this is this is how adoption happens uh and the game changes drastically like from here on out right like mm-hmm. you know we're sort of entering the territory where now people have digital collectibles and they uh, aren't even really associating them with blockchain or nfts and and you know we're probably going to start to see like a whole lot more of that type of thing mm-hmm. um but and then I almost wonder if like we run into uh you know me, speaking of history man I I'm if you've been paying attention at all I've like you know so annoyed with some of our terms being co-opted by some of the newer uh you know people coming into the space specifically on chain because it's like in my fucking project's name and then that term got like completely watered down uh and now it essentially means something completely different and I'm like god damn it the whole Anyway, uh, but but I, I sort of feel like I wonder if that happens with like the digital collectibles type of thing, 
as well, where we almost, it's like a boomerang, man. Like now that people don't necessarily know that they have them or know that they're blockchain based, is there really a need for the blockchain with these things? If people don't know it's behind them and people, you know, once it's not the hot thing anymore, uh, people start building silos, calling them digital collectibles. And now people think they got NFTs and silos and it's just like the same shit, like all over again. You know what I mean? I guess every project's going to be specific in, in terms of like how, how open they are, like how much power the individual collectors have in reselling or how open a, like an API is behind the project so that other folks can kind of go in and like create tertiary and, and other, other experiences beyond like the, whatever the NFT project was created for, like, like what's what's Reddit's gain from making this open other than like like you know once once this has been done a few times what is the, what is the next version of Reddit not you know specifically social media platform Z what do they have to gain from like you know making this an open ecosystem like Reddit when when they could do a closed one and essentially like call it the same thing right like that that seems like the play to me well, it, it if seems you're like, like a greedy, shitty capitalist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the primary motive is for sure. It has to boil down to dollars and cents, right? Because these are like businesses. They need to make decisions that have like and will reflect and impact the business in a positive way, hopefully, right? So they're creating like these these new secondary markets, like almost immediately as soon as they turn on the NFT switch, right? And they're going to be taking like a platform fee for the most part. For secondary sales, which is is interesting, but then there's there's this kind of like open possibility of like, well, what do the users actually use it for? Like, do they really adopt it? Do some like make this their identity out of Reddit too? Oh, that's true. Yeah, and it acts as this weird like advertising module, right? And then like, if it really is adopted pretty widely, then like other projects that's want to support it. Yeah, which is interesting. And then there's this, like, this whole black box of like, well, what the fuck happens at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean, it, maybe you get into these weird situations, not necessarily like Tiffany's coming in and like making pendants for like the Reddit MFers, but you see this established base of adopt, um, adopters of these Reddit and PFPs that are valued at a certain like price point. And then it's like, well, I don't need to pray and spray with my advertising anymore. I just need to get my product in front of like these 3 million Reddit MFers. And I'm good if like a, a percentage of them come and participate in my project and throw a little bit of their, their crypto at me, right? It starts to open up these weird economies of opportunity um, at just like a very low level, in addition to like non-monetizable uh, experiences and activities. And that's just like one project. I know that there's other big, big projects that are in a very interesting way, like non cringe way coming into this space and taking, taking an existing project that would, it's like ready made for NFTs and introducing NFTs to it and letting their users kind of run wild with it, opening up secondary markets, like making it like actually free to move and transact which is wild and then it just like it's off to the races after that it's just it's crazy to see this because each established community will have like if it works this sort of like initial like 
lightning in a bottle moment where it's like, well, people are like stoked on it. And if the money comes, it's, it opens up this whole other realm of possibility. And then it's just like, wow, that's crazy to think about. And if it's all linked to like Ethereum or a side chain, that's easier, easy enough to bridge at a certain point. It's like, man, reality is crazy, but I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of like long tail risk too. Like, Things like Polygon, like I hope the team is super like focused on the security, right? And I hope the bridges are safer than some of the the previous projects whose bridges were fucking hacked for hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Like this continued adoption is just going to make this space even more of a target for some of these scams and hacks and stuff. So that's sort of like, yeah, things are going in a really crazy like fantastic direction but like oh man like i can see the storm clouds too as some of these things get hacked and especially early on they could put like more of a sour t- taste in the mouth of these reddit mfers than they previously had <laughs> when it came to like nfts before they rebranded as digital collectibles um and things like that yeah dude i it seems like it's going to get wild quick, man. I feel like last time around it like it caught me like a little bit off guard. I thought it was further down the line, but like now I feel like, you know, the writing's on the wall type of thing. Like there's, there's almost no way it doesn't get wild. And your, your point of like, you know, Reddit sort of being out in front in terms of like possibly giving their users like a vehicle to, uh adopt their reddit personality across other social media platforms but haven't have it be like visually tied to reddit i'm like dude this is like some big brain shit if that like actually works and it is like really like an insane concept to mull around how you know the sort of like the uh just sort of the evolution of like social media and social media platforms and you know identity across platforms and everything Dude, you're already seeing it on Twitter in the timeline. I'm seeing all these Reddit MFers pop up. I'm like, what is, even if it's just screenshots and things like that of the marketplace, it's yeah. like that initial wave, like that didn't exist before. At the most, maybe a screenshot of like just a crazy subreddit post or something. Now you're seeing like the Reddit brand proliferate into Twitter. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Yeah. No, you're right, man. It is, it is wild. Dude, this is, this is a wormhole. I feel like we could go like on a three, four episode, uh, you know, mini series with or whatever. Um, we should, uh, we should talk about the whip this week though, man, because we've got like some cool shit coming up and, uh, it, it should be a banger. We're still throwing it all together. And I know that this week we're focused on like metaverse trick or treating more or less. You were talking about eclectic method coming for like a Halloween mashup for the pre whip. And then, yeah, like what are, what can folks expect when it's a metaverse? Trick or treating. <laughs> um, yes, dude. Uh, I know we got confirmed eclectic method. He's going to open it up with a Halloween set. Uh, and he's got, dude, I didn't even realize he's got like a whole like library full of like incredible Halloween mashups uh, from like stuff you would recognize, man. I don't even want to like ruin it, but uh, I was like <laughs> listening to it for a while last night and playing it for my wife and stuff. It, it's, it's pretty sick. So he's going to open it up, man. And then, uh, and then we're still stringing together the pieces in terms of what exactly the progression of events will be. But uh, we've got a whole bunch of locations we want to hit. There's a, a Moniverse haunted house. The cult temple is all decked out for Halloween. Uh, we've got a handful of parcels in crypto voxels that uh, I want to make sure we hit from some people, uh, community members who 
uh, said they would give us some treats. Uh, I want to make sure I, I talk about everyone who, who mentioned they were chipping in. I know Suge H uh, said he was going to kick in something. Fabiano, uh, you know, from the community forever, uh, I think is going to whip up something. We got some soft commits, but uh, Lexicon Devils were definitely going to swing by their place in CryptoVoxels uh, to pick up some treats. Uh, meme Explorers are going to swing by the Meme March to, to pick up some treats as well. Uh, possibly a cult ritual at the end uh it's cool man a lot of people are really excited you know some of the the stuff in the form of nfts and things to give out to our audience is starting to roll in uh i think this is going to be a record in terms of attempts to funnel people through this many locations in one event so uh, I have no doubt it'll be like total mayhem. People will be pissed that they couldn't like load into one of the spaces. You know, how do I get my treat? Like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it'll be just like real Halloween, like <laughs> total chaos, overstimulation, uh, but hopefully fun. Uh, and, you know, we got uh, the, the dressing room set up in Monaverse and they're going to add a bunch of. Uh, oh, dude, wait till you see what they're adding, man. I, I picked out a bunch of uh, household items, avatars. Uh, and then like weapons. So, so like the, the one room is like, and then we should like use these for stupid events, man. I, I haven't really figured out what, but like the one room is like, uh, going to be avatars and it's like washing machine and like coffee maker and like a door and shit. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, the other room is, like, avatars that we, like, I don't know, we all need to get dressed up in and go to battle sometime. There's, like, a sword and, like, a stick of dynamite and, like, <laughs> it's, like, all this dumb shit. Uh, so, and possibly some combination of those for uh, trick-or-treat and everything. So, uh, so it should be fun, man. Uh, it's fun to, like, uh, do something slightly different, but, like, also Halloween-y. Uh, and we've always yeah. tried to, like do something uh, around the holidays. So uh, it'll be cool, man. I, I think people are stoked. And uh, regardless, we'll all walk away with a lot of weird shit and goofy photos together. I'm stoked on it, man. It reminds me a little bit of like a Pranksyland throwback where there's just yeah. so many parcels we need to go check out. Um, I think this time the what will make it a little bit more fluid is just like we're going from parcel to parcel, more or less, just trying to like claim shit, whether we're signing a guest book to get like a follow-up claim. Hopefully there's going to be a couple folks that program their parcels to make whatever goodies they're preparing, like claimable by the end user, just clicking a button and maybe one other extra step that would make it super easy, but really excited to go from crypto voxels into Moniverse. Uh, I was telling you after, after the whip last week with the, the crazy ass fashion show on the catwalk, it's just so fun in Monoverse, man. The experiences, it's really fluid with even on like a regular laptop, but it just, it's so fun to jump in and get in like dressed up as a fucking toilet paper roll <laughs> and strut your stuff on cap. It's just so bizarrely fun, man. I yeah. It. I mean, shout out to crypto avatars. Those are uh, all their avatars that we're using that are, uh, you know, CC zero. So they're open source and everything. Uh, and, and, and that's why I love them, man, because those avatars are just hilarious. And the, all the ones that I just mentioned before, uh, in the two new rooms are going to be crypto avatars as well. Uh, but it, it is, dude, I really can't wait. I'm like the snappiness of being able to like get in and out of different avatars is so cool. Yeah. Uh, 
And then imagine like laying a wearable culture on top of that. Like, you know, I, I know that's in the mix, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things uh, and on the roadmap for sure. But I'm like, man, the, no one uh, to my knowledge has really unlocked those two things like really well. Uh, so I would love to see, I'll, I'll be in their ear about it and everything, but, uh, you know, the, I feel like the other places, you know, DCL has actually to give them some credit, DCL's wearable culture, I feel like has gotten better over time. It was like super yeah. gridlocked for forever in terms of like, you know, people being able to put new stuff in there, but, mm-hmm. uh, now it seems cool, uh, or at least uh, much better than it was, uh, earlier on. No, agreed. And the, the wearables have been something that we've been stoked on for forever from CryptoVoxel yeah. days. Like th- there was just so much friction still sort of is in terms of like how you get dressed and everything in CryptoVoxels. Like once you set your, your outfit, like you're, you're good, but like getting it dialed in is a pain and still sort of is a pain uh, to yeah. this day. Decentraland is definitely a little bit more fluid, but there really is nothing quite like just like copy pasting a VRM uh, file link and then, boom, like, like morphing right away. And if you yeah. give users like that many more options or like, I don't know who, who knows what the Reddit MFers are going to be doing in the future, but like letting them transform their, their Reddit MF or PFPs into like a Mooniverse, like VRM file that they can just throw on themselves. Like the future, the future is crazy, man. Really excited to see how people express their, their personalities themselves um, in these virtual spaces heading forward. Yeah. It's fun, man. It'll, it'll, it'll only get weirder. I'm sure. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do that thing well this week, uh, at the whip. So, uh, oh, yeah. if you're listening, come join us. Uh, we, we, this will go out Wednesday. So come, come to the whip tomorrow, 3 PM Eastern time, 7 PM UTC. Uh, you could be a naked avatar and we will still make sure you get treats. Uh, it's not that hard. It won't be that hard. I'll figure something out. Uh, <laughs> dude it's fun it's fun doing this as always man uh i think we covered a lot of ground this week oh yeah man until next week right on man peace brother later